Yeah, absolutely. In the military, we have this innate brotherhood where you come into it and almost immediately you're part of this massive family that anybody there would have your back, life, death, you know, in the worst situations. But when people get out, when these veterans get out of the military, some of them lose that. They don't have a family to go back to. Their family was the military. And being on this baseball team, being all war dog, being part of this organization gives you that brotherhood still. You're still able to rely on your, your brothers on the field, just like in combat to, you know, obviously it's not the same, but to make plays and, and have your back and, and have that camaraderie and that brotherhood. Hello and welcome to episode 64 of the Irish Baseball Podcast. I'm your host, Rick Becker. You just heard from Jake Heyman, manager of the U.S. War Dogs baseball team. Jake is my guest on the show today, and he'll talk about helping U.S. active duty military and veterans continue their competitive baseball careers. The Irish Baseball Podcast is a production of the Irish American Baseball Society. To become a member or to check out our excellent merch, visit irishbaseball.org. Absolutely. Thanks for having me. So we're going to do this a little reversed, how an interview usually goes. We're not going to start with the vague. We're going to start with the very specific because you are about to embark on your No Man Left Behind tour. You're going to be going along the Midwest, but coming up very shortly, you are going to be playing somewhere pretty special. Yeah, Jackie Robinson Stadium at UCLA. June 24th, we'll be playing the LA Fire Department and their baseball team, and we're really looking forward to it. Um, it's a legendary field. It's a legendary group of guys in the LA Fire Department, and we're really looking forward to that game. Just this past week, our very own Irish Wolfhounds took on the NYPD All-Stars, and we can tell you from firsthand experience that these NYPD clubs and the LA Fire Department clubs they're no joke. This is a top level of baseball. So you're definitely going out and taking on really great competition. Yeah. I mean, we're, we're definitely throwing our best at, at them and hopefully they'll uh, throw their best at us and uh, it'll be a really good game, but we're looking forward to it. Not expecting um, any short of great competition from them. And then your No Man Left Behind tour is going to head to the Midwest. You're going to be in places throughout Kansas, Oklahoma, Missouri. If somebody is to go and check out your ball club on this No Man Left Behind tour, what type of baseball are they going to see? People hear that it's veterans and it's members of the military, but maybe they don't realize quite the talent that is involved in these teams? Yeah, so um, we have nine teams spread out throughout the United States, um, and we're adding two more next year in 2024. So this tour is actually a conglomerate, like the best, pretty much an all-star team of all those teams combined. So we take the best of the best, we put them on tour, so that way we can demonstrate how much talent is still in the military and how much we're able to compete at these high-level college NAIA clubs, even though we're not doing it full-time year-round, we can still compete with these, these teams that are doing that, playing year-round and doing it for a job at a very high level. 
So what are some of the backgrounds of players on this team? I'm not talking about their military background. At this point, I'm talking about where they've played. Do they have college experience? Do we have some players who might have some pro experience, semi-pro experience? Yeah, so we go every everything um, from the minor leagues, the MILLB, um, all the way down to varsity level high school. Guys that enlisted um, right out of high school that didn't get a chance to play, uh, have a shot at college. And everywhere in between, D1, D2, D3 level guys, um, JUCO, independent ball, all, all of that. We cover all of that. As long as they're active duty or, or a veteran, we have no uh, issues adding them onto our team and, and getting them that chance to play at that, that higher level, that next level. So if people want to find out how they can go see this No Man Left Behind tour, why don't you just tell people where they can go to get the information? Because we definitely want to promote that. Absolutely. So the website's www.wardogsbaseball.org. And Wardogs is spelled W-A-R-D-O-G-S. Now, when somebody supports Wardogs Baseball, I think this is the best part of what you're doing. Obviously, we all love baseball. So that's why we're here, right? <laughs> we think the baseball is the best part of what you're doing, but it's actually secondary to raising a lot of awareness, raising funds for some very important things. And I feel that sometimes people of all stripes will use veterans, military members sort of as a prop. And they'll say something like, oh, well, what about the homeless veterans? Or what about... X, Y, or Z, but they never actually do anything to try to help the homeless veterans or veterans with PTSD, but your organization is doing that. You are helping U.S. veterans who are suffering with some of these things. Absolutely. And that's the one greatest thing about this organization is on top of being the nonprofit, 100% of the money that's donated to us goes directly back to our active duty, to our veterans. We have no overhead whatsoever with this organization. And if anybody wants to see where their money goes, all they need to do is come watch one of our games. Every game on this tour, we're going to be honoring a veteran. We're going to be honoring our, our families that gave the fullest sacrifice and they lost one of their love, their loved ones in the line of duty, uh, those gold star families. So we're going out there to honor those people and play baseball secondary. We want to make sure that, that they get the credit that they deserve for making that ultimate sacrifice, for, for putting their body and their loved ones on the line to help this great country. So when you talk about raising the funds, and that's obviously a great thing, but just raising awareness and showing that members of the military, veterans, are not just one-dimensional. Like, being a soldier is not everything about their lives. These guys and these ladies have families, and then some of the guys also, just like everybody else, love baseball. So getting this team together and maybe taking guys who did sacrifice not only being willing to make the ultimate sacrifice, which every 
member of the military has to be willing to do that. But some of them, like you said, are coming out of high school. Maybe they had a chance to play in college. Maybe they had a chance to be a low draft pick and play in the minor leagues, but they gave it up to do this sacrifice, but they don't have to give it up completely. They still get to be a part of the game they love. How much does this just help to show that the veterans you're helping, the military members you're helping, aren't just these people who stand up and we clap for them at a baseball game, but they're actually members of the community. They're people with lives just like you dealing with the same problems as everybody else. And this just sort of gives you that extra connection to them. Yeah, absolutely. In the military, we have this innate brotherhood where you come into it and almost immediately you're part of this massive family that anybody there would have your back, life, death, you know, in the worst situations. But when people get out, when these veterans get out of the military, some of them lose that. They don't have a family to go back to. Their family was the military. And being on this baseball team, being all war dog, being part of this organization gives you that brotherhood still. You're still able to rely on your your brothers on the field, just like in combat to, you know, obviously it's not the same, but to make plays and, and have your back and, and have that camaraderie and that brotherhood. And taking it even a step further is going out there on this tour and, and honoring these veterans and these gold star families and showing like, Hey, we haven't forgotten about you. Like we'll play with these gold star families names on our backs. We order their jerseys. We play with their loved ones names on their back and on our backs. And it's huge. And, and honestly, I can't put in words how powerful our ceremonies are. We have people in tears. The other team are in tears. The fan fans are in tears because they did, they did make the ultimate sacrifice. Their loved ones, they'll never see their loved ones again. So that way we can keep doing what we do, which is in this case, playing baseball. <laughs> so Jake, let's talk about you in particular and where you fall in the U S war dogs. So we're obviously talking to you as a representative of this organization, but how do you play a part in it? I am the manager of our San Diego teams. Right now, we have two teams out here in San Diego. I have roughly 70 uh, service members on my roster right now. Um, we have two teams. It's split up. It's about 25 apiece per team. And then on top of that, we got about 20 guys that are rotating between deployments, workups, stuff like that. We've had over 200 veterans and active duty people play in San Diego alone, over 200 players throughout the, the San Diego team. Um, so I'm in, I'm in charge of that right now. I was one of the first teams to come into an organization outside like the main organization. Um, I actually helped find and try to start these new teams in different locations. So that's a great place to start here and see if somebody is looking to start a war dogs branch in their area. Maybe they don't have teams around here, but for example, I live in Florida and there are a ton of military installations in this area. If somebody around here wanted to start a war dogs branch, do they get a hold of you? They would go through our website or they can find us on any 
uh, social media platform or on Facebook, Instagram, and you can reach out through that. You can reach out through through the website, the wardogsbaseball.org. Um, and then we'll be able to get back to you right now. Like we have nine teams. Uh, we've got the two in San Diego, California, one in Inland Empire, California, one in Phoenix, Arizona, one in Denver, Colorado. We've got one in Virginia Beach, one in Jacksonville, North Carolina, one in Jacksonville, Florida. And we're always looking to expand, including we're, we're going to add one team in Texas in 2024. And then we're going to be adding Fort Jackson, South Carolina. We'll be adding a team there as well. Um, so we're always looking to expand. And I guess our ultimate goal is to turn this into an empire, pretty much put a war dogs baseball team on every single base and make sure that these military members that thought when they enlisted, they'll no longer have that opportunity to play baseball, still get that opportunity to play baseball. And since we are baseball fans here, first and foremost, I want to talk about the logistics of taking a group of players who this is not their main life's occupation and trying to put them together as a team, as a manager, you're dealing with that with two separate teams and you have to juggle a lot. I'm sure. How do you deal with understanding that this is not their main objective in life, but still trying to keep everybody focused on the task? Yeah, it's a lot of drive, a lot of want to be out there for the players. We're athletes. We're all alpha personalities. And then you take all these alpha personalities that played baseball at a high level previously, put them in the military and, and you know, give them even more of a alpha personality than you take all, all of them out, you know, all the best guys, put them on a baseball field and try to manage. It's definitely difficult, but it's just having the right chemistry, the right group of guys out there, the guys that want to be out there, that have fun with each other, that hit each other up on weekends and understand their roles of the baseball team. Because we all have roles, whether it's, you know, playing right field or batting cleanup or uh, coming in for, you know, two innings of relief. Like everybody needs to know their role and, and having these great group of guys that want to be out here that love the game of baseball that just enjoy every weekend going out playing with their war dogs family. It's, it's extremely helpful and I'm extremely grateful and honored and everything to have the players that I do have, because if I didn't have such great players, it would make my life a lot harder than, than it already is. But it's, it's pretty, I don't want to say it's easy, but it, it's definitely the, the players make it easier for me. My friends, my family make it a little bit easier for me. And you obviously have players who are very disciplined, which is something not a lot of managers get from the start. They're used to being part of a team, of a group. They are used to being very disciplined. So it's probably not hard, even though maybe you are dealing with alpha personalities, to get them to come together as a group, to understand their roles, because their whole life is about understanding their role. Yeah, they are extremely disciplined. It is easy on that aspect, um, but they're also very competitive. They don't like losing. They like going out there, putting their best effort forward and playing to win every game. So we hold ourselves to a higher standard on the baseball field because we are military. And then on top of that, we hold ourselves to an even higher standard because we want to win. We want to be competitive. We want to go out there and, and put our best foot forward. So, you know, when somebody makes an error, like, They've got two, three guys telling them like, hey, man, you know, keep your head up, shake it off. We'll get it next time. 
but it's that drive, right? The drive to be competitive because that guy makes that error and they're like, all right, well, now I got to, you know, take a hundred more ground balls this week. So that way I don't make that same error the weekend after. And that's where that discipline part comes in. Extremely disciplined with that. And we mentioned this upcoming tour and we just sort of glossed over it that you're going to be going through the Midwest and we wanted to promote that. And that's great. But this is a serious thing. Like you're taking on, on July 5th, the Iowa Cubs. That is a triple A baseball team. <laughs> yeah. And being a Cubs fan myself, it's pretty legit. It's an honor to even be able to kind of run with these guys too, because major leagues wrapped up in a bunch of litigation. Some like same with uh, collegiate baseball, NAIA, um, even independent balls got more more red tape in it than ever and, and being allowed to, uh, to play with, with us. So it's going to be a good time. We're competitive. We know every game there ain't a game where you take the war dogs and you put them in that game and they think they're going to lose every single game. They walk out there, they run out to that field thinking they're going to win that game and be competitive. So put us up against whoever you want. I, I promise you we'll, we'll scrap. <laughs> So when you're trying to take nine different teams and put together sort of an all-star team to do one of these tours, you obviously can't get a look at everybody as quickly as you would if you were trying to scout for a draft or something like that. They're in the military, they're living real lives, and they're doing this on the side, first of all, and then you're dealing with nine different teams in locations throughout the country. How do you sort of weed that together to put together this one team that can represent the war dogs at the best possible level? Well, we have a great organization above us, above me, I should say, that's able to find these guys and, and be able to evaluate them. Our president, uh, Jazz, he does a great job finding guys, you know, getting videos from them, making sure that they can play. Todd, our VP as well, does the same thing. But we rely heavily on our local coaches. Our local coaches will go out and they know the talent that they that they need for this, this tour team, this national team that we put together. And if they see a guy that's just absolutely head and, head and heels above the competition at that level, like they put those names up. Hey, you know, this guy's, you know, got a 1.3 ERA in our division right now, in our league right now. I think he can be on the tour. Cool. And then our higher ups will, will come down and say, yeah, absolutely. Let's take a look at him. Send me videos. Let's see what we can do. So we definitely rely on, on our local coaches, but we do have presidents and, and vice president that, that does a really good job finding these players and able to compete with them. The greatest thing about it though, is it's not like, like the Olympic team, right? Where you take all these big ego, big, big uh, players, big name players and put them on one team and they don't really mesh, right? That's why we had the redemption team in basketball. And that's why some of our teams, even though the world baseball classic, for example, we just lost to Japan, they don't mesh well because they've never played together, but in the military, we all have that discipline. We, we all love each other like brothers already. So you put them on a baseball field together and it's automatic mesh. Everybody, whether you've met them before or if you've played baseball before with them, it's an automatic chemistry right there. Put them on a baseball field together. 
and and they know that their brother's next to them, whether they played with them or not before. That's really good. That's something super lucky that we're able to to have with the military. Let's say somebody doesn't have the opportunity to come out and check out one of these dates in this Midwest tour. I mean, obviously, it's hard for people on the West Coast. It's hard for people on the East Coast to get to one of these games. But we're going to have a lot of our listeners, a lot of members of the Irish American Baseball Society who are going to want to support what you're doing with the U.S. War Dogs. So how can they support you and support your efforts if maybe they can't get to a game right now? Okay, so we do take monetary donations, all that's through our website. On top of that, we will have an Etsy shop or some sort of team store that's going to go live here. We're working on it. That link will also be. So if you want to rock some of our War Dogs here as well, um, and then we get profit from that. Besides that, watching our games right now, uh, the San Diego team live streams all their games through Game Changer. Um, and then if you can find the San Diego War Dogs, we'll be able to send send out the link to the Game Changer. You'll be able to watch all their games and just supporting, loving the game of baseball and loving our veterans and understanding like this is the American pastime. We do this because we love the game and building up that next generation to love America, to love the game of baseball. That's support right there. Thank you so much for everything you're doing. I really love when we can take our passions and use them in a way that really helps good causes because we all have these things that we adore, that we're going to be spending our weekends doing them anyway. We're going to be spending our extra cash on these hobbies, on these interests. But when we can take those interests and turn them into something that is going to better society, I just think that is incredible. So you are really, really doing great work and you're doing it through our favorite thing, and that is the sport of baseball. Jake, thank you so much for being here. Absolutely. Thank you so much for having me. I uh, love talking baseball whenever I can. Being Irish myself and uh, loving the game of baseball, thank you so much for having, having me on. Now let's welcome Jake Heyman to the podcast. Thanks for being here, Jake. I'm Rick Becker, and this has been episode 64 of the Irish Baseball Podcast. <laughs>